Check, 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 check. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Tomatolito Show. It's been an eventful day. Uh, we're still here outside of the Dickies Arena. Fights are over with. The interviews are done with. And what an amazing night of fights that, that we had. Um, to kick it off, we left it off uh, on episode 86, where it was live coverage from inside the arena as the undercards had ended and the main event show was about to start. And we end up seeing this young talent by the name of Chris, uh, Tristan Calcruth, who ends up just demolishing his opponent. Uh, the opponent ended up getting carried out. He carried out on or a stretcher. Wheeled, wheeled yeah. out on a stretcher, right? With and a neck brace on. It was, it was a hell of a body shot that he ended up getting uh, or, or connecting with, and it ended up putting his opponent long uh, out out for the night. Uh, he stayed laid down. It was a little scary of a scene because he was he was down for a while until they like ended up wheeling minutes. him out. About 10 minutes. Um, what, did, what did you take away about this young talent, Cal Cruz? Well, uh, clearly long wasn't much of a test for him. This is my first time seeing him, so uh, a, a fight like that is is hard to to take anything away from. Um, Long didn't even really look like he wanted to be in there from from the opening bell, so it's kind of hard to say. Uh, I'm definitely going to keep keep an eye on him though, because his he was impressive. So he fights in the cruiserweight division, and absolutely, we got to keep an eye on him as the as the competition steps up. A level we're we're gonna see we're gonna see him get tested a little more and see if he's really the truth. But one thing that is evident right now is that he's got really really good power uh, supporting his talent right now. So that that's a plus for him. Then we moved on to Marcelino Lopez out of Argentina. Impressive fight, built and chiseled like a rock. My God, yes. Looks like a like an Adonis, yeah. <laughs> like an Adonis, and so he ends up getting rid of Heidel Lopez. Heidel Lopez, all heart, all chin, uh, just a throwback style fighter. He just kept coming. He went down. He kept coming. He looked like he was going to be taken out on several occasions, and just kept coming forward. And actually ended up switching momentum in his favor several oh, times, yeah. right in the, in the middle in the middle rounds as he connected Marcelino with some strong punches. What did you make of it? But yeah, in the, the end, Mar- Marcelino's Marcelino's uh, obvious power—he just just was able to was able to take it over and close the night. Uh, and his tenacity and his strength—yeah, he's he's an, he's definitely an impressive specimen too. And we're going to be keeping an eye on him too. There were some some eye-opening fights tonight for for me. And it was a good showing also by Joel Diaz. Joel Diaz a few weeks back ended up uh, taking Avni Yildrim against Canelo Alvarez, right? And what was a a mess of a fight for the Yildrim corner but not on Joel Diaz. Joel Diaz took up on a project he ended up showing with or at least providing his best work his knowledge towards Yodrim. Yodrim failed to uh to show up that night not the case tonight with Marcelino Lopez he ended up showing up and he represented his corner well and his trainer well. I agree. We move on to the co-main event which was Senias Estrada Annabelle Ortiz the co-main event now what did you take away from the styles? Because styles make fights. What did you take away from this fight? Um, I think Ortiz was outclassed. Um, she's more of a kind. Of, she was more of a kind of a sloppy, in-your-face kind of pressure fighter. It's a, the, the typical Mexican style. Um, where Estrada, she's she's definitely got more polished boxing skill, and she was able to keep her at bay. Maybe some headbutts here and there, which uh, the the interview that that Ortiz gave us, she kind of alluded to the, to the headbutts being possibly an issue. But uh, Estrada really showed that she that she's got the talent to be where she is. Um, 
Ortiz got there, I think, on strength and um, and just just grittiness. Uh, but once she gets up to this top level, um, you know, she paled paled in comparison to to what Estrada brought. And if you look uh, at Senias Estrada's record, she was 19-0 walking into the fight today. Now, Annabel Ortiz had a 21-0 streak since her last loss, since her defeat to Jessica Bopp out of Argentina. So a 21-0, so just that streak alone was longer than what Senias has been active right. as a professional. Now, there was absolutely the level of boxing that Senia Estrada has she's definitely more refined she is more methodical with her attack now she started getting baited in with the inside fighting and you started seeing the forearms the dirty boxing mm -hmm. throughout the middle rounds and it started I think as early as the second round which is when the headache more the headache the headbutt and I'm sure it yeah. caused the headache no doubt the second or third round is when it started getting like really tight really tense and they started fighting and in, uh, inside a lot more and it seemed like Annabelle was baiting Seniesa to get out of her out of her style, out of her comfort zone, fighting from the outside, and it started paying off for Anabel Ortiz where the momentum started shifting in her favor. Yeah, it did, but but then just uh but then Estrada displayed her 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 ring knowledge and and her professionalism and she made adjustments and those were key. It was evident that she's been long overdue for for a title. She she is the rightful champion now and she earned it. Annabel Ortiz made her earn it, uh, and she she performed uh, just like she should have, right? If she was to show up on any given night, this was the one to to do yes. so. And now, Senia Estrada is a world champion, a world title holder. So congratulations to her. Uh, and then from we East move LA. On, from East LA. That's right, <laughs> from the neck of the woods. And then we move on to the main event, which was just fireworks from from opening bell from opening bell to the end we're sure we're, we're, we're still not sure exactly what happened with with maurice hooker's hand uh, i'm sure it'll come out in the next couple of days but you, you could see the punch when he landed a punch a square punch he immediately winced withdrew his hand and and went down and stayed down he had been dropped earlier in the fight with a really good punch and uh he got right back up again as soon as he could. Got up, uh, got right back into the fight. Turned momentum. He did a he did a fantastic job, Maurice Hooker. It's a shame that an injury ended the fight because I would have liked to have seen it continue and see what happened. Now, as far as you had it scoring, and I'm not telling you give me your your unofficial score, but as far as the scoring was, was the drop the only difference that you saw? Because it was other other than that, for me, it was a really tight fight. It it was really tight. It was really tight, and I think um, it would come down to probably preference for judges whether they like the the in-your-face constant action that Virgil Ortiz would bring like the Mexican style of fighting or kind of the more the slick stand back pot shotting that 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 Maurice Hooker has because those pot shots uh, those straight rights especially were, were getting in and they were landing on on Virgil Ortiz some hooks were too and surprisingly Hooker was going to the body I didn't expect him to he's long and lanky uh, and and Ortiz is is small and compact, and it's a lot harder to get into the body in that in that scenario. But uh, Hooker was able to do it. He got into the body with a couple of nice shots. Um, I, I think I had Ortiz up a round or two, not just because of the knockdown, but but because of his style of fight, um, especially in in his own backyard where the judges know this is his arena. Uh, that's his style of fight. That's what the fans want to see. So I think they would lean his way anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I would have had Virgil up at that point anyway, uh, before the, the stoppage, uh, I guess it was a TKO. I didn't even get the official TKO, it it was... TKO seven. 
Um, Very heavy-handed style, once again, oh. from Virgil Ortiz. And the boxing started paying dividends for Maurice Hooker, where he started boxing, putting his punches well together, his combinations well together, and he started countering Virgil Ortiz to where he injured him several times. Yeah. Ortiz wobbled back to the corner. He would nod his head, and usually when they nod their head or they don't, they acknowledge you that got hit. Me. You got me. It's because yeah. they got him, right? And so Maurice Hooker's is boxing. His boxing was amazing tonight, and the momentum shifted maybe four or five times to uh, it, and. Possibly even forth, more, yeah. right? I just I lost count because it was just back and forth. Yes, the arena was a majority leaning towards Ortiz, but a huge showing for Maurice Hooker Big as well. Showing, He's yeah. also a local guy out here. Awesome scene. And these guys did not disappoint. This was the fight. This was the fight to catch in March. I don't know if the rest of March we'll see another fight this heavy-handed, this uh, with, with this this much uh, intensity and uh, and fire behind it because it's I, if last weekend was one with Gallo Estrada and Chocolatito, these guys topped it. They just took it, and I think they're in the running for a fight of the year. It's early; it's still early, but if Gallo Estrada and Chocolatito are in the running for fight of the year candidate, these guys have to be in that conversation, hands down. They have to be. Yes, they have to be. They have to be. I'm just it's it blows me away every time to watch how intense and powerful Virgil Ortiz can be round after round after round, punch after punch. All of them are just balls to the wall as hard as he can, and he just keeps going. It's incredible. It, amazing stamina, right? Because yeah, you don't right. think that a fighter is going to be able to hold it. Even Arturo oh. Gatti, this is a very Gatti-esque type very effort much. that he did and the style of fighting that he brings to the table. Now, Arturo Gatti himself would start fizzling out or fading out in the later rounds and that's when the fights would get interesting because you would he would breathe life into the uh the opponents and then it would become a back and forth battle towards a towards a stretch and it, it, it was a worthy opponent right yeah and it's very similar too. Virgil Ortiz doesn't have much lateral movement he doesn't come in and out he's just in front of you and he's fighting and, and very much like Arturo Gatti so when Gatti started slowing down Maybe eventually, once the he gets to the very top top level opponents, we'll see that in Ortiz. Also, that's yet to be seen. Um, but once they start slowing down, well, then they're almost a um, you know I hate to say it almost a punching bag because they they're they're just there they're in front of you. So they you know the first seven eight nine rounds they're just they're 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 a Hellcat. After they slow down a little bit, that's when the fights, like you said, get really interesting because they're just a stationary object to hit and be hit. So it's fun to watch. That's unfortunately for for the fighters, it's bad for us. It, that's the best kind of fighting we that's we right. like to watch. It's so our our hats off to Maurice Hooker, uh, his corner, his team, his preparation, his chin. Wow, impressive, impressive, yeah. and his boxing was just beautiful. He's the he was able to switch momentum and switch momentum back in his favor several times, like we mentioned earlier, because of his boxing. His boxing bailed him out throughout the throughout the fight. It is unfortunate that it ended uh, with an injury. We tried to get a hold of him at the end of the fight, but obviously he's in pain and he's yeah. got to go go take care of that. So let, let's hope it's not a serious injury that he's able to bounce back. I can't wait to see him back in the ring. And for Virgil Ortiz, he just jumps into a heavy and uh, a thick uh, welterweight division, right? He just, just full in, of sharks. Yeah, he just jumped right up into the very top of him. So it's going to be interesting to see who they pair him up against. I know there was talks in there and the camera kept going towards Spence or going towards Crawford or blah, 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 right? Like, who knows? I think those guys are a little bit ahead of him. I think they'll be able to figure out the puzzle that has Virgil Ortiz. I think he needs another another challenge uh, that is not quite at that pedigree of boxing. And I'm interested to see who they're going to pair him up against. But he's, he's all action. He's an all action fighter and it's must watch TV with Virgil Ortiz. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Spence, I think Crawford. 
Uh, I think they'll get they'll they'll be able to get in in on him just like uh, Hooker did, probably even more, and with significantly more power, I believe. Hooker Hooker's he he's not I don't I don't think he's a uh, he's a blowout puncher like uh, like Spence and and Crawford are. So it's it would be a huge step up I think right now for Virgil Ortiz, but he's there. There's really nobody else in between for him to go after. I don't think yeah. so. I mean, he would be an action fight maybe with like a Sean Porter, maybe with, uh, and Sean Porter is one of the elites, right, in that in the division, but Sean Porter, Danny Garcia, maybe this would be a good bounce back fight for Danny Garcia mm-hmm. to take out a young a young champ like, uh, like Virgil Ortiz, who's ascending up the rankings now and has cemented himself in that welterweight division as a, as a who's who with a performance like the one that he had tonight. So with that, we got some interviews that we managed to get. We're going to polish those up and put them out to you as well. You'll enjoy those because there's some, there's some awesome names that we managed to uh, to stop before they headed out and left the arena, and uh, and with that said, you got anything else to add? No, thanks for thank, thanks for being with us here. This is a uh, this is his show. I'm just helping out, and I'm I'm glad to do it. I love it. This is, this is my favorite sport. It's been my favorite sport since I was a kid. So the the second he said let's 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 look into this, I jumped it jumped in to try to help him. So this is his deal. Uh, thanks for supporting him. And. And we'll be closing out the night. Fort Worth has treated us amazing. Thank you, Fort Worth. I cannot wait until you guys have another event here, and I'll be more than willing, and I'm sure you will as well, to uh, to come back and visit this town. It's an amazing town, lovely town, lovely people. The arena, this arena is amazing. amazing. Dickey's Arena is second to none in my eyes. Yes, there's bigger arenas, there's more lavish arenas, but this one, the way that they, they, they put these events together here into Golden Boy Promotions, the event that they put together in the zone, it was amazing. From top to bottom, all action, starting with the very first fight early in the night to all the way to the end. It was, it was crazy. So with that, we'll leave you guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Toma Tolito Show, and, uh, and we'll be talking to you soon. Take care.